Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. That time of the week again, the Rugby League rant, fifth and last. Put on your headgear, chuck in your mouth guard and get ready for an hour of nothing but NRL talk. Origin 2 is in the books, and we are heading to a decider up at Suncorp Stadium, which we'll, we will be attending. We will so, be. Exciting times, but uh, before we jump into Origin, we'll do our Fast Five, the highlight, the low light, the best, worst, and any questions coming out of the round. What was your highlight? Highlight was uh, the Cowboys win. Cowboys win right on the buzzer. There was a very similar one in the Super League as well. Um, on the weekend, Benny Roberts getting cast home over my uh, Leeds Rhinos, I think it was. Well, it might not have been Leeds. Thought it was Wigan. Wigan, yeah. The week say. before we got rolled by Cass, I think. Mate, Benny Roberts. I'm the, the Super League connoisseur out of the two of us. But Benny Roberts um, learned from the best. Craig Bellamy. He's taken it over there. Yeah, right. He's the man. Yeah. Uh, my highlight was that game in general, not the uh, Cowboys win, just the Raiders-Cowboys game, full stop. I thought it was finals football, basically. It was uh, high completion rates. Good, uh, well, it's good. not a loss for Canberra, but so they've got to. It's another loss, yeah. but they'd play anyone else, much like Melbourne. Yeah, but they did performance. You play anyone else, you get that win. But uh, 11 in a row, super impressive by the Cowboys. But that had finals te- intensity to it, finals tension. That was a super game of rugby league. But what were you like? Uh, low light was probably the Jennings and then the Jackson tackle. As soon as we sort of get comfortable and think we're, uh, we're a chance, we tend to self inflict a little bit of pain. So the, obviously the Jennings incident has today come through as he's not going to miss Origin 3 which is good but uh, you don't know where his head's going to be and the Jackson tackle I can't see him getting off that nah I, I can't right. see him getting off that, if off they, that unless they're running double standards from the other ones we've seen and like I said again we're both New South Welshmen I'd love to see him he get can't off, get off that tackle if the standard's been set with these other tackles there's no way he's getting a downgrade no. not enough to get only one game yeah um, that's, that's but I do have an issue with the fact that it was committed in a club game and you know, I could go into a whole whole uh you know, sort of tangent here, but I think you should serve your suspensions in the grade in which you um, incurred them, if that makes sense. So I think he he should serve his two games for the Bulldogs and be free for Origin. But if he if he gets a suspension in Origin, he should serve it in Origin. I can understand to some extent, unless it was just an absolutely disgusting spear tackle. Or, or unless it's like unless he, it's weeks, not games. He couldn't do something. He's got three weeks. If you busted someone's jaw with a cheap shot or something crook, I couldn't justify that. But in in most means, I can understand where you're coming from. Yeah. But yeah, depending on the act, uh, my low was similar. Obviously, Jennings, Jackson, um, Penrith's injury toll continuing, and then Slater being out for the year. Pretty disappointed from a Melbourne point of view. So, a couple of lows there. What about your best? The Broncos D. Broncos yep. D. Um, you know they're they're right up there in terms of uh, defensive stats and. Forget about Bennett. Forget about the players they got in. Um, defence is an attitude, and 
it's definitely improved at Brisbane, and that's the the sole reason they're up there. I don't care what you what you tell me on the other side of the ball, or nah. you know, you score points with your D, D's an attitude. Uh, you've got to give Bennett a lot of credit for changing their attitude. Um, they probably were a little bit soft under Griffin defensively. Oh, uh, soft under him and Henjack, realistically. But, uh, you know, he's hardened right up there, and it's showing on the field, and especially early in the season. That's similar to the Dragons. I think they're the two sides that really stand out as having had strong pre-seasons defensively. Mm. And, you know, I don't know whether they're going to... I'm still not convinced whether the Broncos can win it. Obviously, they're up there. They're a massive chance, same as the Dragons. It's, it's only going to be their attack at the end of the year that, you know, can decide that. But they've just got to maintain this defence because it's going to carry them a very long way. I look at Brisbane and I still see more potential there. Like, Boyd still yeah, barely... Two, definitely. Still barely scratch the surface. Milford's still learning how to play uh, halves football. He's, he's getting better. Hunt, he looks a little bit busted at the moment. Like, he played tough on the weekend, had head tape, busted nose, all that kind of stuff. So I think there's still a lot more growth to come from Brisbane. Yeah. Plus, they've blooded a lot of good young kids too. So he's rotated a lot of good players through. Like they're deep. They've won games with a lot of the origin players out, and they've got some kids there that are ready to well, play I think first you can almost you can almost say Broncos, Cowboys, Dragons, Roosters, Storm, Rabbitohs are all in the eight. Like they're on 18, that means there's 10 games to go. They've got to win well, 5 of 10. Coming up to the question after, I've got something similar for you. But mine is exactly the same. The historic defensive effort. Uh, as a Melbourne man, I was absolutely filthy. that We couldn't bank some points, but I thought they were brilliant. Um, from our perspective, I thought that you kind of see where you miss a Slater or a Cronk just to put the, the final mark on something. We strangled them well. I thought Blake Green was good and Smith was really good, but the Broncos were actually outstanding. Yeah, he's always been good, no <laughs> doubt, but... We just lacked that extra little spark. Every time Hampton got the ball, it was just an early shift to Chambers, and they smothered him. He was good, but full credit to Brisbane. 445 tackles, ridiculous numbers, and yeah. um, a hell of a defensive effort. Who was your worst? Uh, the Titans' second half. It was terrible. Same deal again, though. I think you talk, everyone talks about Pendant's injury toll. The Titans are just they worse do. off. But Titans no are excuse. down almost 10 players now. No excuse. So. Um, I feel pretty quick for them at this point in time. You know, I have everything rubbing salt in the wounds, but yeah, they've got a hell of an injury. The first count. half was good, but their second half. My worst was Penrith and the Tigers. The Tigers purely back to back efforts, obviously, being an issue. They'll win a good game and then they'll just die on you. Penrith, I know Seguiara went off, and but they got their halves back. I thought they were frantic. I thought their forward pack got bullied. And uh, well, similar, if you're looking at like the Titans' perspective, I just wouldn't have expected that with those halves being there and the forward pack being intact, but they just never looked comfortable in that game whatsoever. Well, the other one for me was probably the Kieran Foran situation, but it doesn't surprise me with Parramatta. Well, that was my first question. The Foran deal, obviously more stuff coming out today that, um, you know, they're, they're trying to resolve the situation again. They've submitted a second deal of their own after finding out these details. Oh, has he signed that? Six, nah, $600,000 less, and with, they want the clause gone. So they've submitted that to him to sign? Arthur's been... No, they've submitted that to the NRL. Well, unsigned. they're not allowed to do that. And they've called... The NRL called them yesterday about this whole situation, saying, have you seen this deal? I like, can't believe that we're even talking about it. And yeah. Scott Seward, like I told you, is the one who did the deal in confidence. He signed a non-disclosure uh, agreement after he's left, so no one can talk to him at this point in time. But he's the one who's done the original deal on confidence. Doesn't matter. They want the clause gone that he gets to walk away with a million dollars. He's basically saying what we're saying. The deal got done. No idea why he's in the media and anyone's trying to put anything up with him. You can't even compare the two situations. They were stupid enough to give the deal or he got the deal done. If they're not going to honour it, um, the Roosters are lingering. Well, you guys, the Titans have got that's money. simple as it is. The Either. Bulldogs could easily the make deal. room. The deal's signed and lodged. Forget the deal. The deal's done. Well, the NRL's rang it. It'll so be. Yeah. It well, it is. well, it has been lodged. They've so, got it. Um, if it's not lodged, then 
if I'm for it, I'm saying that's the one I've signed. I'm not signing the other one. That's the one we agreed to. Mm. Either that one goes through or I'll find another club. Basically. Simple as that. And even if, and, and even if Seawood's gone. I can't believe all the... T- it's irrelevant. Seawood yeah, is not, not the Eagles. I, I don't care. If that, that, regardless of who he was talking to, who he negotiated deal's his deal done. With, that's the deal that was agreed to, signed mm. off on, announced Christ 10 weeks ago. And, when, you know, and he's been the only one in this whole... You know, him and Aiden Caesar, I think, were the two that yeah. were really good at ending their speculation, saying, no, nah, I'm going, I'm happy with my deal, and then now you get this. So this is almost the opposite of the DCE situation. This is the one where, well, DCE was... Uh, he played the Titans. This is the Eels playing for him. Well, the Eels, and he's probably their best signing in, well, at least 10 years. This is just stupid by the Eels. because like ridiculous. Said, if realistically, your mob's got the money left, David, almost kind of... He's not going to... Mate... If he's not going to go to the Titans, he will land at the Roosters. I absolutely guarantee you. If they make the, the room, but the Bulldogs are the other one, and I wouldn't Mate, put it past. They're about saving money to get Falau and get whoever. They get, they've got the money, and they'll get the third parties up. Don't well, you worry about that. Talk about hatching a plan as well. The other one that I would never rule out is Des Hasler. He spoke about multiple times. Hodkinson's yeah, leaving, and I know him. Right. Yeah, so what? He hasn't signed that deal yet. <coughs> if he, well, I, I actually hope he goes to the Dogs because we'll be a chance of getting them. If by. you said right now that he, Hodkinson's obviously out and he had a reasonable shot and he can move on him and maybe Tony Williams or someone who I think's off contract at the end of next year, I'm guarantee you he'd make the, the room. Yeah, well, and he's got the kids silly there. not to. Be he's got Sean to. Lane and a couple other young blokes and he's got a lot of guys on the bench, Tim Brown, other guys that contribute. Jackson, they've got to make room for him. Clemmer, so someone's going to have to roll. But if you, I guarantee you... That I guarantee you it'll be the Roosters. Oh, I'm probably with you as, yeah. as far as Pierce and all that situation goes as well. Not even that, just the yeah, money. Yeah, but there's, a, money. There's, there's all signs point to there, realistically. They've got money, they're strong. That position's open, money's just and left. If like, not, it's Hasler. They all line up. But yeah, I, the, I just see it harder for the dogs to sort of do it because they've already got three halves. Yeah, um, but I wouldn't put it past Hasler to I wouldn't make, try and make the moves. I'm just saying, more likely to me, like, yeah. it stands out like dogs. Well, the foreign deal, we spoke about it, so we don't want to go too much in depth with it, don't want to give it any life. It's as simple as what we've said. He's either going to honour the deal that was signed, or if I was him, I'd be going the other way. And the other thing, he's liable, he could sue you, because they've cost him money. That's the first thing I said to you yesterday. Legally, Parramatta don't have a leg to stand on. Forget about it. But yeah, this could end up costing them him and still walking out with, you know, a decent slap in the face money-wise, because they've Hit him off the market for. Know. I don't even know what we're talking about. Like, three and a bit it's, months. It's nice to talk about it because it's speculation, but well, it's a massive deal. Re- it's it doesn't Ford. matter. It's a huge player, and it's a club that's an absolute basket yeah, case. But it's a no-brainer situation. He signed the contract. Simple as that. Yeah, well, they're just ridiculous. Separated board. We've said it before, and I'll say it again right now. Ray Price. Anyone, anyone that's in there with your little factions, everyone just needs to get out there. You need someone yeah, to run the football. Let the coach coach. You can't go in there, do the players, no. run the club, all these bits and pieces until all so these get the players... the coaches and the players. This all starts at... The board, at the, that's at the what I'm saying. No, it starts with the front office, you see. Forget the board. I don't even know why we have boards in rugby league, to be honest. Yeah, but it's all these in gooses the end, exactly what we're talking the about. The board's irrelevant because the board didn't sign off on this deal. The CEO did. Mm-hmm. So they need to get someone in there. And now I'm, I'm sort of leaning towards the NRL appointing someone to run it. Because well, at least they they'll find to. someone competent. Um, and maybe for a few years there, they'll be linked to the NRL a little bit. But if that's what it takes to get them back on the straight and narrow, then so be it. Yeah, well, God um, knows he'd want to take that job. Success, Jack Gibson said it. It starts in the front office. And at the moment, they're really struggling in that, that area. You know, no one backs anyone up. They can't. They all just knife each other left, right, and centre. They've all got their own little situation that they want to take care of. And they say it's in the best interest of the club. Yeah, but it's that's not. not the CEO in the front office. It's in the interest it's, of it's themselves. The board. I, I think the sooner that Parramatta separate the board from the, from the front office and they just get competent, a good system in place, uh, the better they're going to be. Yeah, I think they're a long way away from that. But uh, the other deal, Jackson, we spoke about it. Do you think he gets the downgrade? I don't think he can. 
I think he's a chance, but going off the I, standard set though, like judiciary, there's no way. Sour almost landed on his head. If not, uh, the player going in, do you go with the Frizzell or Sims who have been 18th no, man, or do you go with Lewis? I'd go Lewis. Yeah, I'd go Lewis as well. Safe option going up he's there. He's been playing well as well since he got dropped. Well, not dropped. Like, he obviously oh. got picked for Australia and then didn't get selected for Origin. He, and he, if anything, his form's improved. He played well even those few games before he didn't get picked for Origin, though, for the Sharks. He's been their best player, realistically, That's him away Graham, probably he, for the last six weeks. He got picked for Australia, yeah. and then since he didn't get selected in Origin, he had every right to sort of get down in the dumps. But if anything, his form's picked up. Yeah, he's been great. Well, what you said before, the top I think Cowboys, Broncos, Dragons, Roosters, South and Storm. Storm I'm a little bit shaky on, but I can well, still... Well, they're going to go five and five. Still see them jagging enough games. But then I've got Gorn, I think Eels, Newcastle, Manly, Titans, and even the Tigers. I'm not confident the Tigers can be consistent enough. I'd probably think those five are out. To get spots seven and eight, I've got Canberra, New Zealand, Dogs, Penrith and Cronulla. And to be honest, Penrith sitting on really shaky ground and Cronulla I don't know about either. So I kind of think the last well, two Penrith spots... Penrith have played 13, and they've got 14 points. Obviously, with their two balls. They've only got so five wins, so they've got to, they've got they to can only that. afford they've, four no, losses. they've got to flip that. They've got to go eight and five Yeah, so to finish with their last 13. Usually, you need to be 12 and 12 to get in. They yeah, need, so they need at least seven wins, minimum, to be so, able to jag a spot, and they need good four and against. Last year, eight spot come down to three teams being locked up. Seven and, 12 four, and 12. There we go then. Yeah, seven and four. Power Warriors, and it was Broncos. Broncos got in on four and against. But realistically, they need a 50-50 record, and they need seven wins minimum on the run home. 66% of their games are going to win, basically. But honestly, I think Canberra, New Zealand, the Dogs are the three that I've got left over. Um, if you had to pick two more to get in now, who would it be? Do you Probably think? the two that are there. What, Canberra, is it? It's Canberra. Warriors and Bulldogs. Warriors and Bulldogs. I think I like what I saw from the Bulldogs the other day. I think things are about to I turn. I think the only other one, yeah, well, Penrith, I think Penrith will... And I've looked at the draw. Penrith are going to improve, but it's just whether they can get players. Well, the other thing is you've got to look at the draws. Out of all those draws that, got a tough draw that are left over, I think Canberra's probably got the better one. They've kind of had the tough games earlier. They've yeah, played they've lost, Brisbane, they've played the, the Cowboys. Sharks. The Raiders and the Sharks are the two for me that I'm going to, I think, at the end of the year, they're going to be ninth and 10th, and you're going to go, Jesus, they could have ended in the top four because mm. they've just lost a lot of close games. But that remains to be seen. We're only speculating. But it's interesting. I think you can sort of chop the comp up. You've got six that are in. Two spots, and then you've probably got... How many have you ruled out at the bottom? I've got Eels oh, and I Newcastle. Still think, I still think Manly can make it. Yeah, I'm still a bit 50. After what I saw the other night, even in that game against the Tigers... How many have they got? They've got 12 points. They should have put that to bed. They've had their two buys. Four and nine, they're going to need to... Well, they're going to need to go on a bit of a streak. They need a massive win streak. They need to they're, get 12 now, this wins. this is the first time since round one they've really had Cherry Evans and Foran in there. So how many games are left? There's basically 11 games left. They've, for them... They need to win eight games. No, for them, there's 11. 11 games to go. Yeah, they need to win eight. They need to get 12 and 12 as well. Yeah. So that's a pretty big ask. With the side they've got, eight of I'm 11. not willing to back them. Not willing to back them. Yeah, but really, they could win... If they just win three or four in three blocks... Which is possible. Like, Para, same deal. There's no way. Like, they're, they're, they're ruined this week. Newcastle are an absolute basket case now. Well, they're, they're the two. Newcastle, I think the Tigers... Your mob's just Tigers, depleted. Eels, I Knights, can't see you guys taking enough. Like, no. I yeah. think they're probably the four that I'd rule out. And then, therefore, you narrow the comp down to a 16... Six teams, two spots. Cronulla comes Warriors, down to Warriors, Dogs, Sharks, Raiders, Panthers, Seagulls for me. Oh, they, almost, they almost blew that game on the weekend, so I can't really see the Sharks getting in. Everyone's saying them at their best, but they're the same deal. They're, they've got to grind a lot of teams in the Well, floor. they've lost a lot of close games at the start of the year, similar yeah. to the Raiders. So, But I think out of those, any one of those, I think the Bulldogs have got the potential. Warriors inconsistent, but 
realistic, I think you can almost book the Warriors, and I reckon it's between the Raiders and the Warriors. Who's more consistent? We say this every year. They sort of they sort of land here this time of the year, and then they fade away at the end. But yeah, Warriors and Raiders, I think both inconsistent. They play each other this weekend, so it's another step towards what's going to be you know the race yeah. for the finals. But um, that wraps up the fast five. We'll jump in and review the games. We'll start off with the Origin Clash on Wednesday night, New South Wales twenty six to eighteen over Queensland and this was the first time I've enjoyed an Origin game thoroughly in a long time I thought it was a really good game of football Yeah, I've heard people complain and say it wasn't a good game it was the best Origin game probably in in five years six years yeah I I don't know what game they were watching because to be honest I thought there was physicality I thought there was spite there was some decent attacking football and um, you know from a New South Wales point of view I thought finally we stopped being negative robots and we did basically what I was hoping we would do we broke out we were ad lib. We were aggressive, you know, we offloaded the football and looked to push our case and we definitely took a step up. And this whole thing after the game, I love Corey Parker, but saying something about respect, you don't show, you show respect after the game by shaking hands and all that kind of stuff. But during a game... No, you, there's an old saying in rugby league, you're as good as your last game. Basically. So if so, you're with David Clemmer, you don't stand there in awe of Queensland or back down because they've won, you know, God knows how many series. You rip it in. doesn't matter. We won last year. I yeah, exactly. So full credit it. to him for this whole statement. I love Corey Parker, but I don't even know where he's coming I think, from. I think where he was angling was the Robbie Farrer pushing the head on Thurston that was, who was on the ground. I they, didn't like they that. Did the same crap. I didn't like that. But yeah, they, they, they give as good as they get. There was the slap uh, around just, the, again, who, it's who just threw the slap the around the corner last year, and then Bo Scott won to fight him. That was um, that was Thurston, and he went after Smith, I think. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. So they want to talk about respect. There's been none shown basically the whole way through from either side. And that's what I'm saying. Be, I'm, I'm not saying that we're any better than what they are. No, like, we've got Gallon, who's the biggest. During the game, know, he, he throws in as much crap as anyone. Fair play during the game. Like, Origin to me, open slower when it's Gallon. That, that's the one time I want to see the whistle put away in a bit of aggression. But yeah, to, win, to, to whinge after it. And the other thing, too, when they brought up this whole thing about respect, the only way to put this whole crap to bed finally, we win two in a row, that eight's dead and buried. They can't keep talking about it. They take this back, they're going to rehash that and go, oh, nine of the last ten. I've heard Ben Eichert every week, I watch the thing, oh, they've won eight of the last nine or bloody nine of the last ten. Or uh, I'm, I'm old school. I, I just worry about this game. We win the next series. one. I, I, that's I don't really, you know, obviously when Queensland were on that big streak, it was, it was relevant. But at the moment, it, it's irrelevant, mm. you know. Michael Jennings, uh, outstanding, got that nice early try there. Obviously, Jimmy Tarmow popped the ball out the back and we went through the hands. Um, they replied through Scott. It was a pretty weak weak defensive lunch for us through the middle, but the fight we showed was the most impressive thing. And um, We won the middle. We did what we should have done for two halves in game one. We did it for one half, but um, yeah. we won the middle. We destroyed the ruck. We played some ad-lib football. He finally gave Merrin some minutes. It's only taken four years. Well, he's in a change plan finally. Well, he finally got it right. It's only taken since the first day we did this podcast and every origin preview we've said to not give him 10 minutes. He went on, first carry, quick play the ball, second carry offload, and I think another one, they scored off the back of his play the ball. Yeah. He absolutely killed it. Um, Tarmow, Clemmer, Woods. uh, The GI try, finally something like that went our way in in a sense of generally if that was a no try, somehow in the past it's always ended up falling in their favour. Mm. Um, but the video refs got it right this time. There was a touch, and then the player was in an offside position. They didn't pick up on that. But um, the other thing was the last play try. I think that showed again that we were we were aggressive, which we needed to be in game one. We ran the ball on the last time we scored a try. Yeah. Instead of putting in that crap tactical kick and taking one out from well, our half. Well, it's the most points we've scored when a series has been alive yeah. in something like eight years or something. So, so we need um, to do that again. That's the main thing. We have to go to Suncourt with the same mentality. Forget about the crowd. Forget about the game. We have the bigger pack. We have the younger legs. If we go down and do the same job again, I don't care who they've got on the well, park. Well, we've got the momentum. 
we have the side right now. They've they've got to they've got to change their way in order to beat us. Hundred percent. And I've I called for it game one to have Grebsville, Napa, or Papali. I think they have to do something like that this game. They need the bench to match it with us. Yeah. Because otherwise, I'd get rid of the utility on the bench for them. I said that I, from I game one. Yeah, this I would have I would have done it. I would have done it game one yeah. because it's something that Not they've done fan. with success in the past, but. Once, we haven't had this once we pack, sort though. of name that, that's right. Once we name that pack, and well, maybe the best thing for New South Wales was Queensland winning game one because it sort of covered up that utility spot, and they were definitely found wanting in the middle in game two because they just lacked another big body. If three out of those three, no one's even mentioned Chris Gresmore. I have no idea how. I know Papali's played, and obviously Napa. Well, you got Papali and Napa already already been in camp. Um, should be in the conversation. I'm a massive fan of him, but who goes off the bench? It's a utility, and another forward's got to go. Do you punt Lilliman? Do you punt Gillette? Um, I, to be honest, I said. Why would start, you punt another forward? I looked at Nate Miles at the start of this. Well, if they're going to put two on the bench, the utility's got to go, two? and someone else has got to go off the bench. I would just imagine that they get rid of the utility and pick one of them. Well, they want both. That's the real talk. So if you're going to punt a forward. It'd have to be someone with no legs. Well, speed. whoever got less no minutes. No offence to Cement Lilliman. We love the bloke, but he's a pretty Barry Basics no, one up. Who, who played less minutes? That's where you. That's the obvious choice. Well, Gillette came on, made an impact, so I wouldn't be getting rid of him. He scored the try, was good, dynamic with his footwork. The one I said at the start, and I said it to you a couple of years ago when Parker took Ashley Harrison's spot, I look at Nate Miles right now, he shouldn't have been there. After game one, they should have done the switch right then and there. He should have been out. Hmm. That's just my opinion, but they, he did it with Harrison the other year, and everyone was, wow, ah, that's not loyal, but that was the right move. Harrison was past it. Loved the bloke, the outstanding player, but he was past that level. Yeah. And the transition to Parker, look how that's worked out. Parker's probably, you know, he was the, he was close to their best forward, along with Maguire the other night. They were probably the only two that were in the, in the contest. Yeah. But Nate Miles, to me, game one, and even his club form, he should have been gone for one of those blokes. He should have made way for Napa or Papali, and then they'd be in a situation right now to probably blood Grevesmill and somebody else. But they haven't done what we've done. We, we've taken that risk. We did some of that blooding. We got some of those kids in. Well, this time we did. Mm. We did it last year we as well, though. We got a few in there. Of it in the past, but... We're at the point now where the only bloke left over, really, who's a senior forward, is Gallon. Like, yeah. Tamiya, Woods, Merrin. Yeah, well, at number nine, that's another transition period. But our actual whole forward pack, there's no real old person there that's you know going to be leaving in the next two years. No. We've turned over what now. Lewis, he told him he'd be on the fringe there. Gallon's the last one left, really. Um, Hoffman and Scott are there, obviously, but we've got enough back rowers on the bench to hallelujah. Sims has been around camp. Frizzell's been around camp. You've got Cordner, Jackson. We've got a million blokes ready to rock and roll in that situation. Yeah. Um, Backline spots has obviously been a few guys injured this year. That's something we don't really have to worry about. But, yeah, probably nine and our halves depth. But our, our halves, you know, they were pretty good the other night, and they were pretty good in game one. Well, I, I tend to think that Meninga might even stick with the utility. Well, everyone's so cool. So if that's the Lilliman and Gillette are going to go, and they're going to bring in Napa and Papali then. Well, I wouldn't be getting rid of Gillette. I'd be getting rid of the utility, and I'd be getting rid of Lilliman. It'd be Napa, Papali, Gillette. Um, yeah, and I, I'm like I said, I'm a but big fan. But then again, if they play Kronk, you're probably going to have to take cover on the bench, if, especially if that's his first game. Well, if they're going to roll, roll the injured. dice. But they're talking Kronk. Kronk come out today, so he wants to play this Monday against the Bulldogs. I think he's insane, to be honest. Well, the bloke is insane. It's a good way to ruin not only the Origin campaign, but Melbourne season. If I was Melbourne, I'd be stepping in. We already lost Billy. Mm. If he wants to play after two, we're paying his wages, not Queensland. And this has happened last year. I'd be stepping in if I was Melbourne. I want him healthy. You've just caused outrage in Queensland. Who cares? He'll play game three, but he can't play this Monday. And I'm thinking... Why? If I'm Melbourne, I'm saying I want you to play because... Yeah, but if not if he's not healthy. I don't care about the Origin side of things. I'm looking at it from Melbourne's point of view. Why would he be saying he wants to play if he's not healthy? 
because he's obviously worried about us missing out if Billy's out or something like that. I don't know. But he wouldn't be. He wouldn't if you're only if you're only two weeks post surgery, that's insanity. Yeah, well, he's a freak, but he's a freak. He's yeah. absolutely anal rugby league. He may be a freak, but when he, if he gets busted and it's worse, and they've gone down with both of them, it's bad for everyone. So I'm not really, not really big there. But the other one was DC. I think watching that game, obviously they didn't win it in the forwards, but I thought Thurston, you know, he tries his ass off. He chased down that kick. I thought Smith was pretty solid, but DC again, not really impressive at Origin level. Mm. Um, they just don't gel together, do they? Everyone tried to knife Cronk yeah, last right. year. But if that Greg English try gets awarded, it, they probably win, and we're not even talking about it. So I think they were, they were very, very close. I don't think we'll get too cocky. I still think they're disjointed. I'm not talking about taking a shot at with a GI yeah, try but, as a result. But he made a lot of tackles. Like New South Wales, again, targeted him, did a great job of isolating him. So they should have. and we should. Oh, well, yeah, definitely. And Pummel Thurston as well. But definitely. I'm just saying in general, they don't fit together. They're the same kind of player. Like He generally goes off and does his own thing. Like He takes the ball to the line. He likes to drift. Looks for opportunities. It's not really that organisation. And everyone knifed Cronk last year saying, oh, he's the prodigy, he's the next one up. As soon as he went back in in game three, things run like clockwork. Uh, it was close that game. Blew that in the end. Still, watch the game for 60 minutes and one just player, look who's one forcing dropouts and running the shit. It's Cooper Cronk. Joey yeah. Chervens doesn't run that kind of tight well, someone shit. Someone needs to adapt to that role. Yeah, if somebody does. But that's the third time I, I think, think. I think, yes... You've lost focus of where the game was won. The game was won in the middle. Game if Daly Cherry Evans plays behind New South Wales pack, you probably get some running opportunities. But they I'm just saying, things were clunky. Things weren't working the same yeah. way they well, do. It was their first game together. It's their third game together. First game together this year. Yeah, you he can't twice last year. Yeah. That's it's, three times in origin he's played. Forget last year. The pair does, yeah, well, they can't say it it's doesn't first transfer. Game. It was their first game together this year. Who cares? They've played three Origin games together now. Oh, Someone surely okay, figured out so right now that... Four months ago, they played together. So that automatically means that that stands for something. And they've played together in the Australian team. No so you'd think by now you'd have some kind of connection of who's running the shop, who's running six, who's well, running seven. You're picking two players that don't do that. Well, that's exactly so what I'm saying. So you get what you get. That's to, what you get. It's adapt. not Daily Terry Evans' fault. They have to adapt somehow. Don't pick the... If you're the coach, you know you, you pick... You so know what you get when you pick him. I would have picked Michael Morgan. Oh, because that's the com- combination that works at club level and they, they, they've they adapted to that together. They work together right. And then I would have just thrown Daly Cherry Evans on to wander like he does, free of respons- responsibility. Mm. Cherry, uh, Thurston and Morgan had obviously worked it out at club level. It took them some time. But they've obviously found that mutual ground of who organises and it works well at club. They've won bloody 11 in a row. And then I would have just thrown Cherry Evans on. Well, we both said um, that before the to, game. To inject himself as needed. I, I don't know why... Just don't you throw Terry Evans in and put him with Thurston when they're both predominantly running players. It's exactly what I'm trying to say. I think that's the well, issue. You're, not, you're issue saying to me well. that there was no cohesion or they've played together and they should be better. Well, you're picking players that that you know. Then you're picking them for some. You're picking them to do something that they're not. Yeah, that's not the type of player they the are. Australian team and they force fullbacks and wingers and everything. They find a way to adapt after three games yeah. and playing for Australia and having some time together. Yeah. It's still not... It it's doesn't not his, work. It's not his strength. No, no, but it doesn't work. So why are they, they doing players it? They could have picked Morgan. Strength. They could have picked Morgan, like we said. And, and if anything, the they're picking him, picking him and highlighting his weakness. 100%. That's basically what I'm trying to highlight here. I don't understand it. What do you mean? I just don't... I don't understand what you're talking about. It's simple. It, he shouldn't no, be No, you're there. talking about cohesion. Yeah, and he shouldn't be there. They should have picked but Morgan. it's not his fault. Well, if Kronk's not there, they should have gone home. It's not A lot of people wanted to get on his back. I'm not trying to get on his back. He did as much as he could. Um, to to make it work, and and as I said, it, that was that game was closer than what you know many people have um, sort of spoken about. But you know, I 
for me, it's a no-brainer. I just would have stuck with the club combination. and You can still fit all three in the side. It just means that Morgan starts and Cherry Evans is on the bench. No-brainer. Well, basically, game three, I think we sum it up as simple as this. We win the forward back battle again, and we do exactly what we did, play a little bit off the cuff and yeah. aggressive and get in their face. I, well, think I thought we did that in game one. Yeah, but we did it for 40 minutes, and then we come out second half, put our tails between our well, legs. They also had Cooper Went Cron. negative. They also kicked a lot better. And Man, our second half was disgusting. We went out there, tucked our tails between well, our legs. Well, basically, we didn't have the ball in their, in their good ball area. Because that was our fault. Completed. Well, they also kicked very well. Yeah, like we he, also dropped he the was, first tackle. Cooper Cronk was the best player on the field in Origin 1 by an absolute country mile. Um, you know, I, I, can't, I still can't believe he didn't get men in the match, but... He makes a massive, massive difference. Well, game three, looking forward to it, massive. Interesting to see what happens with the bench. They always talk about loyalty, so they may stick the same way, but I think they definitely need to put something on the bench to kind of match us. But getting into the round games, uh, Friday night, the Eagles, 30-20, to 20, got a win over the Tigers. And obviously, early, just the Tigers can't put back-to-back wins together, and it's probably even worse for poor Jason Taylor, who's busting his backside here after the game, that during the week with the senior players not there, he, kind of seeing them stuffing around and not focusing and not paying attention and trying to bring them in the line and they basically got what they deserved on Friday night was more the way he summed it up which is pretty disappointing you come off a big win your first graders and this whole kid tag that we've been talking about this is like third year now for these guys that doesn't fly anymore Who? kid tag Brooks Moses no, Simona still, they're still kids they're still kids well, but most no. of these dudes are three or four seasons in the NRL now they've done a couple of pre-seasons they know what's going on this this can't fly forever every year being a potential side and just Taylor come out and say floating that? around well, Taylor came out and said that. Not about the kids thing. I'm bringing that up. No, but he came out about the training this week. week that he kind yeah. of got a vibe that they weren't in the same mode, which is just But sad. that's his job to address that. You're busting your backside. I know your senior players aren't there, but, yeah. um, you know, to come off a win like that and they say they want to play finals football and be consistent, and they dish that up. Manly. Uh, they, were, they, they weren't that bad, the tie. They, they, defensively, they were poor. They were awful. There were a few times Nofaluma was just in Moses' pocket um, and they, got, yeah, well, they just went around the back. He's done his knee again. Stewart scored, um, you know, but then they made they gave away cheap penalties and made some key errors in their own end. But the back end of the game, if that uh, try gets awarded at the end, which I thought I thought it was a try, no, I thought he slid over. Oh please, oh, I've seen a hundred of them be up. given. Um, oh, if they gave if it that up. goes up, try it stays a try. I'm with you, but I still, um, when I saw the front end, I, I thought, thought he dropped. I it. thought it was a try, um, but then again, yeah. If they, and then they go down there, and it's it's a close game. So it, they were definitely in the game, and it's tough to go to Bookvale. Traditionally, hist, you know, historically, they haven't uh, had much success there. But I would have been disappointing on on the back of their performance a week before. But you know, that's that's who the Tigers are at the moment. Their, their challenge is to be able to deliver week to week. And I think Taylor said that in the press conference last week. So that's his biggest battle. He's getting getting the best out of him week to week. Well, in a manly perspective, I thought that was Foran's best game. Uh, he looks healthy again. Cherry Evans, pretty good by that drop try. Caught plenty of stick for that, obviously. Brett Stewart was outstanding. Uh, he was really, really good. And uh, young Jake Chaboyevich, we waited last year with bated breath to see him play. Obviously, he had the oh, ankle he's... injury. But now he's playing he's first gonna be grade. Good... They all talk about his brother, obviously, being the flashy w- uh, winger or fullback. They don't talk about the prop, but man, that bloke. He's got he's just as good. great tackle tech. Just as good. Chops blokes down, but... He defies the normal logic, too. Because and he's not really that big. Everyone will sort of say, oh, tackle over the ball and mm. whatever, but he just... He tackles he's, under he's the not, ball. He's, he's not awfully big either. He's a good footballer. He's, yeah. he's a really good footballer. He's got all the all the little skills put together. He's got good feet. He's pretty mobile, good tackle tech. Um, he'll play first grade for a long time. He's 
he's a good find for them. But uh, I think the turning point, especially, was that Mason shot where they made that error. Then they went a bit of a run there and got a couple of tries. I think but... it was that big of a shot. I just thought he muffed the play of the ball. He, well, he dropped the ball, but they went on to score a couple after that. But mm. uh, I thought they could have closed out a bit better, and that's kind of why, looking at what we said, the amount of wins that they need, I don't know if I can see Manly. Um, turning things around and being able to jag a spot in the eight, but who knows if the halves catch fire and the forward pack does their job. I think they can. If Brent Lawrence and Blake Leary, I thought he was really good when he was there, he was injured. If they get those two back and their pack tightens up a bit, I think they've got a chance maybe. But it's a hell of a streak they need to go on. So right. have to wait and see. But the Eagles, they got Souths away this week. That should be a tough clash. And the Tigers and the Panthers play each other. So two teams that are kind of struggling there. They both need a win. That one would be interesting with Saturday. What a cracker of a game. I thought it was game of the round. The Canberra Raiders versus the Cowboys, 21-20. The Cows got the win, and it just had that finals feel about it. It was back and forth, entertaining. Um, a lot of games sometimes, club games, don't flow. I thought that one was just, that was the ultimate game. It flowed. There wasn't a lot of whistles and lots of errors and knock-ons and stoppages. It was a really good game of football. Yeah, they were both playing open. Uh, JT, obviously backing up from origin, playing busted with his shoulder there, but he was absolutely outstanding, as were the front rows. Yeah, they were. They were good. Um, open style of game, uh, and that's why it flowed. Simple as that. Um, and then at the end, Canberra probably should have put the game away earlier. Uh, they had some chances, but in the clutch moments, they um, the Cowboys come up with the goods. Jake Granville, I thought he was outstanding again as well. And um, yeah, you know, on the back of those forwards. Yeah, but he also made a big tackle force. Now he plays well above his weight. That bloke he does. Oh, I think Canberra's thing... forwards are maturing. They're maturing. I think Granville They're as still, well. I'd, I'd, you know, if they land in the eight, I think they'll. They might be, you know, one and done, but it'd be a big step for them to make the eight. So I think that's that's got to be their focus to finish the year off. I think they might regress if they miss the eight. They might get a little bit down and put a lot of effort in, and it might lead into struggling next year. I think it's it's real big for them to if they can land in the eight. They'll they'll carry a hell of a lot of momentum into next year, especially mm. with their good signings, and um, it'll buy Stewart some time as well. So. I think that uh, they're important sort of three months coming up for Canberra. I've spent a couple of times down there over the past uh, year and then I went back down there again this year and obviously spent some time with a couple of mate. They're, they're well and truly invested. I don't think he's going anywhere anytime soon. Yeah, whether they're invested or not, it's That's relevant. the club, they're, the they're players, well. everybody. So I, um, I think, But I think this is a key time. In yeah. this sort of little little era, Stuart's era, mm. this will make or break them, I think. I'm 100% with you, but I just think the vibe before, kind of, you know, on a week-to-week basis, things could deviate so much. Right now, it's pretty rock-solid, and it wasn't like that at all in the previous times I've been down there. So things are looking good, but what a finish. The three char- oh, the couple of charge-downs. Yeah, downs. they're offside. Yeah, well, whistles just disappear at the back end of the game, but as far as entertainment factor for a fan, I thought that was outstanding. Yeah. That was awesome. And then he slotted the most difficult attempt of all of them. But I, see, see what we just did then? We're happy with the referees to miss calls, but if they would have, well, they should have given a penalty, we'd be complaining. And then in other games where we're bagging them for not making a call, like we're as bad as the referees Well, are when you talk about our... consistency in terms of that rule, that, no, everyone knows. They never, ever blow a penalty yeah. in the last four Well, minutes. they should. Yeah, they should. I'm 100% with you. But when the have they done the it? Rules. They never do it. As soon as it gets near deciding a result in a game like that, they just disappear. Mm. So as long if they're they've got to do it one or the other, but they never ever seem to pop up. And everyone's offside. It's happening just about every single game. But uh, Canberra, like we said, them and the Warriors they're in a battle to make the eight. They go over there this week to play the Warriors. So that's a tough road trip. The Cowboys they didn't name Jonathan Thurston. They're at home to the Sharks. Uh, they've got Morgan playing with Costjays, and then both the front rows are still playing. So interesting to see what happens in that one. But being at home, still an advantage, and they've won without Thurston this year. So see what happens in that game with the Titans. 
against the Warriors, I don't think there's too much you can say about this one. Uh, they lost James. Caesar went off. They went into this game missing a lot of players as, uh, as well. They're tough. They started well, but once New Zealand got the flow and they generally enjoy playing on the Gold Coast, they just blew them away. Yeah. Well, the Titans started strong. I think they led 10-0 or 12-0 or something, and then they just made some crap errors and let the Warriors back in. I think if they could have stamped their authority on the game and, and banked some more points early, that might have been a different game. You would have got the Warriors trying to play a little bit of catch-up, but I think the Warriors eliminated the lead within three minutes or something. So, mm. um, you know, that's the challenge for the Titans at the moment. They probably they don't have the firepower to to go blow for blow with sides like the Warriors, so they need to learn how to take, you know, the gas out of the game, how to kick better, um, which is something that, particularly in the second half, I, I don't know how many times we got in there 20 to have an attacking set, so... The Warriors obviously completed high and, and things stuck for them and they're hard to stop when that happens. And the Titans just got fatigued and obviously with those guys going off, um, but, you know, took its toll on them at the end. Yeah, well, I thought Ben Madalino was huge and Lilliman ran 200, you know, backing up as well. But the one that I was impressed with, and I've brought it up to you a few times as far as uh, potential signings for the Titans, did you watch Raymond Fitalamara in the back row? Yeah. He's off contract. He's a very good player. He's, was he someone that you would like to bet your club? Because oh. I think there's a few clubs that might be looking. But uh, much like Tokiaho, he's one there that's kind of not getting a run because they've obviously got Mannering and a couple of guys in front of him. I think he's a first grader. Yeah, and well, clearly. He, he was very, very good. Uh, but, yeah, those front rowers, I thought he was good. Johnson obviously had a bit of a field day there. But um, I, I can't look down on the Titans. Like I said, so many injuries, so yeah, many the issues. Effort, the effort for the Titans. Effort's been there every single game this year. Even that Penrith one, like we said, where they got the few dodgy calls at the start. But they're, they're in every single game, yeah. and they try. So massive wraps to Neil Henry. They're heading in the right direction, but it doesn't get any easier. They're away to the Roosters this week. Um, they have jagged a result or two against them What before. night's that on? I have no Don't idea. I've, all I've got, sorry, I've got my list down here. Sunday at Allianz Stadium. On Sunday. So, yeah, they're against the Roosters, the New Zealand Warriors, uh, Saturday game against the Canberra. So, Canberra Raiders go over there. That's that's a tough one for them. But Saturday, um, the Dogs wrapped it up 24-12 to 12 over the Penrith Panthers. Um, like I said about Penrith, I know they're missing players, but with their halves there, um, Seger obviously busted, but they had Coruscant. I just thought they'd be a little bit more calm. Yeah, it's disappointing. Try and settle in, but oh, I thought they were awful. They were really frantic. Um, fifth tackle options weren't there. They didn't send really any control of the sets, and um, the only two that I could really heap any praise on were Bryce Cartwright, who finally got some decent minutes, which I can't understand why he hasn't been getting them, and he was brilliant, and uh, Dallin, I uh, know he doesn't bring the ball playing element, but you can't criticise his heart or his effort. Every time you bring the ball back, he tried to knock somebody on their backside or get a quick play of the ball, he tried his backside off, but um, for, for the most part, other than that, there, there wasn't too many of them that seemed uh, uh, too in control or too keen, but um, the dogs just bullied them. Basically, they laid a platform. I thought the halves were good. Um, Clemmer and a couple of those blokes did a good job off the bench. I thought they should have probably scored more points, but um, overall, I, I thought the dogs they're, they're starting to build nicely. Mm. Yeah, Penrith are disappointing. They sort of played a little bit lateral and um, didn't go through the middle. And particularly against the Bulldogs, got to earn the right. Um, yeah, it was frust- frustrating to watch. Obviously, having an involvement there, but. Um, I think the injuries, confidence was a little bit low. Um, so, you know, it's it's a game that probably sums up Penrith's season uh, a little bit, but they've just got to try and get these guys back on the field and, and get some momentum. I've got no doubt, once Penrith string one or two together and they get some players back, they're going to be a hard side to hold out at the end of the year. Um, 
but they've got it all, all before them now. Um, the dogs, they're hot and cold. Like they came out of the box on fire, you know. And I'm thinking, well, where's this been? Yeah, they get, um, they're getting troops back too. Uh, yeah, I th- yeah, but no, just, no Morris's, yeah. Graham's been in and out. They've had a couple of bits and pieces, but I'm just looking at the. I think fire. There's a little bit of a rivalry there between the doggies and the Panthers after that yeah, semi-final plenty, last year. In the game. Round one was a really close and entertaining game, and uh, and again, it, it's especially had a lot of feeling in it. This game, yeah, well, it's something you obviously can't comment on, but so, like I said, we, whenever Bryce and he, we don't pull any punches. I honestly think Penrith are done. That's just my. All right, well, I. I'm, 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 I'm looking gonna... now, and with the games that are left, uh, the run home, I, like I said, I love Dallin as well. Love what he did. I thought he was brilliant, but missing the ball, link play. Moylan really helped out the halves. That's probably the one upside that he really gave That in the in the how steady that Sowd is with his kicking. And Wallace isn't awfully creative. I think Moylan's the perfect foil to help those two out. I think that's a massive thing. I think Seguiara, obviously, having a lot of injuries, is hurt in the middle. But on top of that, there's just a couple of packs they've played this year, and I, I still think they're lacking a front row. I think a few few sides have kind of beaten them up a little bit in the middle, but um, just yeah, I think I, it's I don't a, think they're done. I think you're seeing at the moment how important Moylan is. I think that, but um, all players, Seguiaro missing a bit of spark around the ruck, and I just don't think they're winning middles in a lot of games. So they're just going to have to fight, it's particularly. You know, I said it probably a month ago that there was an important month coming up for them uh, because they had the buy uh, into the Dogs, and I can't yeah. think of who they played at home. And it's seven minimum. Game. Seven minimum wins. But, uh, oh, sorry, Parramatta. I thought if they strung the Parramatta game, went into the bye, um, and then managed to jag maybe one of the next two, it, then you're sort of you're looking prettier. But obviously the, the Parramatta loss was disappointing. Yeah, that was bad, that one. Um, and then the weekend's loss was was disappointing as well. But these losses are compounded by the injuries sustained as well. So That's kind of half the reason I've I think said. you're, I've, really, I've got a you're really showing that... The, the importance of Moylan to their attack. I, I, I honestly, and you know, obviously I'm there, but I didn't realise how big of an impact he has on their attack. Well, like I said, Wallace and Stout are steady. Stout's more of a kicking influence, and Wallace doesn't, you know, really challenge the line. But Moylan's the perfect foil that always seems to give him an extra number or pick the right pass. It's kind of like a Boyd role. It also looked to me like that Melbourne loss. Sorry, that was in between the Parramatta game and the bye. The Melbourne loss seemed to take some, maybe some confidence out of him a little bit, like. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Particularly at the start of the Dogs game, they had plenty of chances to score, and they just looked like they, they wanted to play lateral and they no one really wanted to punch punch the hole and play straight. Like They were sort of questioning themselves a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um and, and getting held to nil by Melbourne and then going into the bye. Um, and they didn't really score until Cartwright did that chip and chase and then scored. And it just seemed from that point um, they opened up a little bit, Penrith. Their attack sort of got back on track. So um, that's definitely something they've got to they've got to work on because they're not going to get Moreland back in the near future. No, he's done. So they've got to they find basically a way. said the other day that it's got worse. It was eight weeks, then it was 12, and now they're saying they're basically going to scrap him for the season. Really? Yeah. Well, that's he's big. having some complications yeah, with well, the foot, massive. so he's basically done. Yeah. And Sir Gary's going to be six weeks. So I'm penning them. I think with those two gone... Well, it's going to be difficult. Halves can be stable, and I like Corus Al, but I don't think there's anywhere near enough attack. And, you know, the forwards as well need to really step up. But, you know, I think 
it's a too too big of a mountain. Seven wins out of your last eleven, it's doable, but they're going to have to have a massive turnaround in form. Yeah, um, I, I can't back them to do it. But they get the Tigers this week. Good opportunity to turn things around, but obviously they get some players back in Farrah and Woods, which will help their cause. Um, the Dogs, they're playing at Belmore this week against Melbourne, back to Belmore. Tops. So Melbourne Storm, they're on a Monday night. They're always spiteful clashes. Cronk supposedly wants to play. Um, if he's not healthy, I really don't want him to. But um, Sunday, Newcastle, 28, went down to the Sharkies, 30. Um, you know, they let Leilua go. He put his foot down this week. Finally brought in some change that I thought was needed. Memo. Got his spot. Matoudia playing in the centres like he should have been from round one. And Danny Levi, the young nine, who should have been in there earlier as well, finally got a debut. Um, they needed a win. They didn't get it. It was it was very close, obviously, at half time there. And it was a weird game. They had a bit of a buffer where I kind of thought the Sharks were going to blow it at 22-12. And then out of nowhere, they just went boom. Barber come off the bench, set one up, scored one. Lewis lay one on for Bird. That like, was the period of the game where the game was... Was one. They just in just that ten minute ten period. Minutes, they they just nuts. Three tries, I think. Luke Lewis, outstanding. Jack Bird is an outstanding footballer. Um, but yeah, yeah he, he he dipped a little. Jack Bird. Mm. He sort of went up and then dipped a little. But now he's he's back on the right. And that's the thing with these young kids. Good thing is Flanagan hasn't dropped him and just stuck by him. But he's he's peaking again now. Bird. He and even really still, like he's not going to play there next year. I saw people the other day saying, "Oh, he can't play it." So I'm like, "You're kidding yourself." Have you watched him play? Well, at the moment, he's young. He, he, can, he can play back row and centre easily. Someone said he'd get caught out defensively. He's already playing out in an edge, basically playing at 5'8". He's going to move like one spot over or two spots. Like He's defending kind of out in that kind of spot. So, it's probably uh, better for him to defend out there, to be honest. Yeah, well, he's played a lot more football back row and centre than he has at half. I know he's played six a little bit, but he's not a six. He's a ball runner. He's better off playing back row or three. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I was, I, yeah, in the old school, he would have been a lock. Yeah, a good loss. Him, Bird, Lewis, and Graham. Just about every time you watch them, are their three most key players. I, mean, I thought Robson was steady. You know, they did their job like they always do. But those three: Wade Graham, Luke Lewis. Wade Graham's so underrated. Well, he's throwing Maloney and um, Townsend next year. Jesus the only sir. thing I That's look all at missing really their halves. They're kind of similar though. Do you think they can work together? Yeah, yeah. Tell you what, they'll have plenty of good ball running options, that's for sure. Townsend's, I think he's developed his game management over there because he's playing with Johnson. He's, he's, been, he's been pretty steady over there. And I tell you what, Valentine going forward has to be the fullback too. I don't think Maloney, Maloney's not a bad a game manager as what people think. I nah, think in the early years with the Roosters, safe. Pierce was very erratic and Maloney was doing well, all of that. Maloney watched the Warriors game the other week. Who managed that? That was Maloney. Yeah. Maloney ran the By shot. Himself. People yeah. were giving Hastings drafts, to be honest. I, didn't think I think Maloney's, that Maloney's one of the best halves in the combat. Being able to do both, yeah. he can run, he can be aggressive. I love um, the courage though of him running. And then holes. he can also manage it. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. He, he makes he you accountable on on both sides, you know. And like we said last night, people pick on him for his D, but you can't mark his effort. He doesn't move out of the way from people. Mm. He gets in there, cops knees, all that. He cops all of it. Yeah, he throws. He's only a small bloke, but he's tough as they come. So that, that was a great boy for them. I think if they get him and Townsend back, and the other thing I heard people saying about the nine situation. When Ennis goes, I was a big fan of Farmandu Brown last year. I think you're pretty impressed as well. He's actually not a six. He's a, he's been the gun nine in twenties. He absolutely carved up playing at hooker. Yeah. So realistically, they've also got another nine. They do have a nine option there going forward. Yeah. If he goes back to his natural spot, so you're talking Bird, Holmes, you know Farmandu Brown. They're bringing Townsend, Maloney. You got Wade Graham. You know the Fafita brothers. They're, they're building nicely. And yeah, the back are. line's pretty safe as well. And they've well just now. won the 16s and 18s. Yeah, and then you talk about having Fecky, who's a good player. We both like Ricky Latelli. Like they're, they're pretty steady across the park. Things yeah, I need to see more away. from Ricky Latelli. He's been injured. 
He's been out for a while now. Yeah, but he's, he was back on the weekend. Yeah, it was his first game in ten weeks yeah. or something. But I'm a big fan of Ricky Latelli, so um, things looking better. And yeah, they, they, a lot of those kids that I commentated in that SG Ball Grand Final played on the weekend looked really good in twenties. Yeah, well they won. So uh, and they had a biffer too. Curtis Scott, mm. who was in the New South Wales agent side, just started to throw down at Sam Atthorton. He's had a bit of a punching bag. Yeah, it was ugly. He there hockey, weren't many punches landed. He hockey styled him, pulled yeah, it over his head. Pulled his jersey over. Happy uh, Gilmore. Newcastle, where do you go from here? Well, they just don't have the cattle. It's plain and simple. They don't have the cattle. Well, I go back to what I said a couple of weeks ago, and they've said the same thing. They're the worst thing so, for Rick Stone so stuck was in their winning four in a row at the start of the year. They're so stuck in their ways, though. They won't let anyone change anything. It's Newcastle this, Newcastle that. They need to break open. And they, the only bloke who's tried to do it is our mate Bane Smith. And <laughs> well, Wayne, Wayne did as well. Yeah, and that's why I think uh, Sandy, one of our good listeners the other day, said to me, that why did that happen? And I, was, I can't blame Wayne. Everywhere else he's gone, he did. he's been successful. He did, but you I, pick it, I you wanted pick him to get fired. It would have been, been awesome. Burn, Wayne, burn. Well, if he was there now, he probably would be. Basically, basically. If he was there now and he'd, and he'd you had, see had the difference. results. The Newcastle way, blah, 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 and not buying in. They didn't want to buy in. They didn't want to do the hard work. Well, you hear Matty Johns. Matty Johns had known. you got Denny Bedeeris saying to Andrew Johns that I've challenged players and they Those just don't guys. seem to care. When, when they're if, the people who I trust. And if you opinion. drop a Newcastle boy, like I said the other way, they don't, you never see him on the open market. It's all, nah, we do it our way, we do this, we do that. You can't drop a Newcastle player, the players get him. And Stone apparently doesn't have much control of what's going on now. Well, there's a the silver lining thing, because so. they've got a very good young crop of juniors coming through. Um, well, I thought that 20s team would be doing better in there. They've yeah, been I, I quite awful. And I, know, I can't knock those hearts. We played them early on and they towed us up. Yeah. They towed us up and we, we weren't missing a lot of players. And I like Liam and Cogger. Um, and I thought, you know, Jesus, this is a quality side. But yeah. every time I've seen them since, they haven't been great. The Safidi twins I like and I like the halves. The only upside I can give is that Cogger and Lamb, even though I thought they've been up and down, they're still 18. Mm. So they're basically, you know, they've got, they've got plenty of well, time. Well, they're strong but... in cup. They're fairly strong in 20s. I expect them to improve in 20s. Well, I saw them in cup on the weekend, and they were pretty disappointing, to be honest. Um, yeah, but they're going to be up there. The Matadia brothers were good. Uh, yeah, but by that, they, they relied a lot on Robocop Clint Newton, who's actually been renamed in first grade this week. So that's, well, not, that's not really a step up if you're Newcastle, but... Um, your Sharks, yeah, they, they pulled that one from the fire. It was another one of those dirty wins that they seemed to get. They scored 30 points, which is amazing. Yeah. They don't really do that. So they got the Cowboys away without Thurston. I still don't know whether they can grind that one out. I think the Cowboys are still strong enough. But, you know, that streak's got to come to an end sometime. It's been an amazing run. And Newcastle, they're away to the Broncos, which is not exactly where you want to be going in no. the form that they're in it at would the have moment. been all right next week with no origin players. 100%. But Sunday, speaking of the Broncos, they beat Melbourne 14-12 to and... Oh, I don't know how to feel as a Melbourne. I was so stoked watching this game without our two big players and all the contributions. Happily disappointed, basically. But I watched Bellamy blowing up, and then he basically summed it up at the end. We had enough ball to win three games, and we just couldn't do it. Mm. Um, we strangled in the death. We forced twelve dropouts. It was ridiculous. I've never seen so many completions, such as you know, so fluent too. I and mean, it wasn't like we were boring either. We had a lot of two tips. We worked off rucks. We broke them down. You know, we we moved the football around. Yeah. We shifted earlier to Chambers, knowing that we needed a bit more spark without Cronk and Billy, but it just really seemed like we lacked, um, you know, just that last play. And the one thing he was yelling in the box, I kept reading his lips, was play short. Mm. And we never did. We kept shifting and going wide and dropping. Well, early on they did. And Blake Green crashed over twice. You know what, though? And that was what I was touching the other week when we talked about how I hate you get punished for seven tackles when you defuse a bomb, which you shouldn't. That's the perfect kicking game, the p- kicking plan. I don't like these chip kicks in the corner and all that. Uh, our old school coach, you had Barry Walsh. 
Yeah. When we had Barry Walsh and we didn't have a great side um, our last year, he always told Austin, who was our half, that you mully grub it, basically. We put it on the, the turf, you make the fullback uncomfortable as possible, make him bend over, make him pick it up, and we'll force repeat sets. And we got a heap of dropouts. We weren't a great side, mm. but it was perfect. We never gave away free 20 metres or anything like that. I don't know whether he listens to the show. No idea, but I'm giving him a wrap. Giving Baz a wrap. That plan was good. And on, we did it every time they put a grabber in. It was the most little love tap, but Darius boy wasn't even trying. They just grasped One him. of the funniest angry men men you'll ever meet in your 100%. life. 100%. You know? Yeah. He's, he's put a lot of kids at St. Dominic's into mental asylums. Mate, let me tell you. Trying to work out whether he was joking or whether he's actually angry. They all used... They, That's a great skill. They wrapped, our, they wrapped our year group, and at the end they said, why was it such a year group? You know why? Because Barry Walsh was our year seven coordinator. And I say every time and after... And he out. Yeah. When they said that people, what can we do? I said they should up his pay and permanently assign him as year seven coordinator because yeah. he scared us to death. And we were good the whole way He'd through. He'd be living on a drip at the bloody Jamison Hotel if that was the case. Yeah, and he scared us as a coach too. Year seven coordinator. Forget that. Good coach. But uh, Brisbane... Uh, won a, we won a joint premiership together, me and Buzz. Second grade. 2003, I think it was. Mm. Four all with St. Greg's. Went for 100 and, 110 minutes, four all. Tops. What a game. Good times. Great man, but shout out to Buzz. Buzz, Listen, you're out there. I might tag him in this week. You scared episode. me to death. Thanks, Buzz. Uh, 445 tackles the Broncos made. They were out on their feet. They couldn't even shake hands at the end. For the last five minutes, Alfie looked like he was about to start taking control of things. He was out there that much. Mm. They were all watched over. Uh, Melbourne, 41 sets to 31 to Brisbane. It was ridiculous. I've never seen a side just have so much ball. They should have refunded, and it was the best line I've heard. They should have refunded the tickets for the blokes at the other end of the field because they didn't see any of the game. The Melbourne sat down there in the second half for the whole game. Yeah, they basically needed to walk up the other end of the ground if they wanted to have any view of it. But um, what can you say? Like, well, that, chances that, that, that defines the season. Simple. That defines the season, though. That's, well, a, that's no, I think it does. We got Cronk. They win. That's one of those games that just I just thought it was coming and it just never did. Yeah, well, try to be a Titans fan, mate. I was impressed again though by Green Munster. I thought well, that Bromwich was pretty good, but yeah, yeah. we're going to need to find something else. Does Billy is Billy out and you as a premiership threat? Yeah, 100%. Then we're gone. I don't know whether it does, man. I, I, I do. don't mind this Munster. I love Munster, but he doesn't have a pass. I think same same deal with Dale. He, I tell you who he reminds me of? He's Shafoski. He always beats the first tackle. Shifosky. First tackle, mate. Deary, mate. Watch the replay. Every time someone goes down, first Molly. tackle. Molly, Molly, Molly. Why? Shafoski had a massive mole. Yeah. Mole. He was a good player, though. Molly. Good player. Good player. Full the chilling. Yeah. Thanks a lot. So that's Brisbane and Cowboys now three clear at the top. As far as I'm concerned, that's top four. Done. They're Basically. both in the top. Well, they four. need two more to make the eight. Two so, more to make yeah, the eight. It's usually, ridiculous. that's why this week wins. they need they need to win five. Everyone was into Paul Green for resting against the Raiders. That's a good win. Now this week he's just gone Sharkies at home. JT have a rest. Have Paul Green smoking cigars. Good times. But Melbourne JT had a tough week. He got bashed around in Origin One, <laughs> Origin Two. He was unbelievable. Big time. He like, got he got time. pummeled. But Melbourne. Uh, like I said, they go to Belmore Monday night to play the Dogs. That'll be a tough game. Uh, they absolutely hate each other. Always good times. And Broncos at home to Newcastle. Massive favourites with WilliamHill.com. I think uh, Newcastle were like 5 or $6 and Brisbane are $1.15. Stop so. talking about your betting. Um, good well, times. But Monday night... Try and get me to bloody gamble. You can't, can't gamble, mate. I'm not allowed to. But I have to plug it. They take care of us and our, our fiends yeah, and the charity bets. All right. Monday night, wrap things up. The Roosters, 19-14 to 14 over the Dragons. Uh, no Jennings, no Moa, no Rhea Hargroves, but Tokiaho, Napa, Evans, Lou, they were all brilliant. Um, things pretty controlled nicely. 
Uh, Sheck is always solid at the back. That I'd have to say that's probably the worst game I've seen from the Dragons since those first few games. Mm. Uh, those first few games are awful. Then they just massive transformation. They're coming off the bike. Defensive Drag- machine. Oh, mate, I, I can't even remember. I think they were. I always forget those short rounds, to be honest. It was two weeks ago. I can't remember what I had for dinner yesterday. Yeah. But, um, no, I'm just, they, they played like a side that was coming off the bike. For, for the forwards that the Roosters were beating and how good the Dragons have been in the middle, I thought they were outplayed by the Roosters' forwards. Well, they were. And Particularly errors. with Moa and uh, Waria Hargraves. Yeah. I thought, well, they're a massive chance. Mate, Tokiaho, what a pickup. Yeah, he's been outstanding. And Napa was on a mission to just fold everyone. Jake Marquetto yeah, just they, became they his personal the puppy. Bye. They come off the ball and they, they look like it. But yeah, that was the most error riddled, un- uncharacteristic performance, especially in yardage. You never see him drop the pill. They're always good at completing their sets, but they made a lot of yardage. What errors. about Dylan Napa just smoking oh. Jake Marquetto? Jake Marquetto just gravitated towards him and thought, Jesus, I'll try like, again. They're like magnets. You know what it was? He was like a kid at the skill test. He just blew all his money. He goes, I'll oh. get something out of that. You're like, no, you don't. You just need to give up, Jake. Stop running at Dylan. Dylan was like, I'm happy to oblige. Yeah. If you want to come to the party, I've got drinks for two. I'll feed you. But uh, <laughs> feed him, Mungo. Feed him. He took him apart. But uh, he got, got a little bit close at the end. But, um, you know, I think that was a great win. If you're looking at the Rooster side of things, to have those kind of players out and see those kids in particular. They got one of the best benches in the comp. Yeah. Um, to be able to bring on Napa, Evans and Tokiaho would probably start in any other side, those three players. And, you know, they've got them on the bench. And... I know they're probably trying to save face with Hastings now that that situation flipped around, but to be honest, I wouldn't have him there. I'd rather go four forwards with Matungi or somebody else. Yeah. Or what happens? Where, like he, he's named Gear on the bench this week and Orbison to start. I'd rather just have Orbison take Hastings' spot. Yeah. As a utility, I think I know if they're trying to appease him or whatnot, but I think it's a dead spot at the moment. A bit like Morton was in the year they won the comp. No offense, but um, I'd rather just load my side up. That's just me. Mm. Um, but the Dragons, disappointing, but I think they've got the perfect bounce back this week. They've got Parramatta, who have just ravaged. Cody Nelson, former Titans, being named at number nine because Pritchard and Pete's are both out. Uh, Norman's He's playing at fullback. Cody Nelson. Is he? Jack Nelson's brother. Oh, not Jack Nelson. I was going to uh, say, what do you want to be? At? Josh Nelson. I have no idea. All I know is he played for you blokes and he's been at Parra this year, but he's playing hooker this week because they've got no nines left. Luke Kelly's in. Norman's playing fullback. They've had a massive reshuffle. Okay. Big time reshuffle. So good opportunity for the Dragons to bounce back. And like I said, the poor Titans injury ravage to come to play the Roosters. So Bring um, quite scary, but on, have to see how that happens. But, mate, that's us done. That's the, the Fast Five all done and dusted, all the reviews of the Oregon game and the club game. So your Gornskis for gossip and all the odds brought to you by William Hill. Dot com on the upcoming round, but Mr. Gossip joins us next. Now, it's time for your weekly dose of goss from Mr. Gossip. And we welcome back Mr. Gossip on a Tuesday night, sober, dry fridge. He needs to go to the bottle, so we're going to smash through some gossip so the bloke can go get his fix, and I can't blame him. Mine's a bit dry as well, son, so I might have to get there before 9 o'clock as well. Yeah, an empty fridge doesn't make me happy, mate, but um, that's all right. We'll, we'll do this podcast and straight to the bottle shop. Because it's for the fans. Got to do what the people want <laughs> for the fans. We, we'll have to get a, a beer or someone something on uh, as a sponsor, surely, for next year. Mate, we'll lo- life fit fulfilled if I had a betting and a, and a, and a bloody grog sponsor. That would be me done. <laughs> People say don't promote those products, but I love both of them. So, two is new. If, uh, if you're listening, someone, someone Aussie or Aussie-ish, a bit rough, appeal to the Westie audience. Two is new. Come on board. Join William Hill. Join in. 
Well, there you go. Even better. Any beer company, if you're listening, give us a call. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. Gossip, what do you got for us, champion? Uh, so big ones tonight. One that we've just broken tonight. Um, I'm going gossip. Pretty sure we're the first to do it. And that's Trent Hopkinson. He's um, agreed to terms with the Knights. That's not saying he has signed with them. He's agreed to the terms of a contract. Um, no player usually likes to sign any contract, especially if they're playing Origin during the Origin period. Mm. It can be a distraction. Um, it's come out early. Matt Gidley, CEO of the Knights, has come out and denied it. Um, but he also did the same about BJ Lua leaving, and we all know what happened there. So, look, my money is he's agreed to terms, so it might not be confirmed for a couple of weeks yet. But, um, yeah, Hodgkinson and the Knights. And the funny thing, Louis, is that you and I were speaking in the podcast a few weeks ago saying that the Knights, really, they haven't signed anyone of, of note for a couple of years. So yeah. this looks like a, a signing that's uh, much needed to the club. Well, I said it to Brock, you know, we had a big argument about it because he's like, oh, I don't really think. And I said, they are. They're stuck in their way. They've the Newcastle way and they, they get angry if you drop a Newcastle player. like that. They bow. They bow to the environment up there and it, it's been toxic for them, you know. They, they need to get outside the circle. Whether Hodkinson's the one you bring in, um, I find it a bit odd. If Mullen was healthy, uh, them together, I can kind of understand. That probably frees Mullen up to run the football, which he does well, and Hodkinson to control. But uh, we both also like Tyron Roberts, so... Um, the obvious link there for me, and probably you've already said it to me before we got on air, was the Titans because James Roberts' his cousin. They had another cousin that was at Penrith when they were, when uh, James was there, Nico. So I don't think Nico's around the traps anymore. But Tyron and and uh, James together, maybe maybe there's something that could happen if that this deal does end up going through that could be beneficial for the Titans. Um, you know, maybe just for next year to see how he goes. But uh, reading a little bit into it. If Hodkinson's there with Mullen and Mullen's healthy, it's probably not a too bad halves combination, to be honest. Yeah, no, I think it's good for Newcastle. And um, as you said, I think the right fit for then for, for Roberts would be to go to the Titans. Um, I'm not hearing of, of any talks as yet. So I'm sure Tyrone's probably only just finding out about this tonight, um, that he might be on the outer. So yeah. we'll follow that one closely over the next few weeks anyway. Yeah, we'll see what happens there. But, yeah, just drawing some conclusions. If, if it does go through, like we said, terms and a deal, different story. But um, Hodkinson, Mullen, especially freeing Mullen up there for him to control because we know Hodkinson's a game manager. Not a bad start, but they definitely need to address the forward pack and uh, hooker. I like Danny Levi, the young nine that played last week, but I still think nine and uh, the forward pack's an issue. Yeah. All right, mate. One that's probably been uh, on everyone's lips the past couple of days, it's been on every news, every newspaper, is that the Kieran Four and Gill at Parramatta. I won't get too much into it. Uh, I think we all know by now that uh, the original contract was a shambles. Um, whichever way you look at it, um, it wasn't perfect. But look, my, my money is that he'll still stay at Parramatta anyway, regardless. They're going to drop a new contract and he'll still stay at Parramatta. Um, I can't see him leaving. I know he's, he's not a happy champion at the moment with Parramatta the way it was done, but um, quite a loyal guy. Um, yeah. Foreign, so I, I, I can't see him backing out on the deal, but um, he's not too happy about it, to say the least. Yeah, well, I heard the the money figure dropped. That would have made me filthy, especially, like you said, yeah. he, he's done it in the right way. He hasn't done anything wrong here. And uh, the clauses, whether you're happy or not, and it was done in confidence with Seaward and they didn't know, none of that should matter. This was done months ago. So on Kieran yeah. Foran's part, he has every right to blow up or walk away. But being the bloke, he is pretty much what you said. It wouldn't surprise me. Um, I heard today they settled on the amount 
the original amount of 4.8 if they wanted to get rid of that walkaway clause. Um, not exactly the walkaway, but the money side of it, where he was, you know, going to be entitled to a million dollars. It really wouldn't surprise me if he agreed to that, but obviously still been able to, to leave, maybe not with the money, but um, just Parramatta, what, what a shamble. They're the only club that could pop up in this kind of situation and do like a reverse daily Cherry Evans from the club side of things. They're just ridiculous. That's typical from this club, but the thing that worries me or concerns me more than anything about this deal is that there is a clause in there that if um, if Brad Harley gets the punt, yeah. then Foran can walk, and that's and that was that's the, never good. that was that was the main one I was going to say. They may take the money side out where he can walk on his own, but as long as the Arthur's one there as well, and I can't really blame him because that's what he's gone there for. Uh, they, they're going to have to seriously. Seriously consider their position because if they sack him, they've basically got their marquee player, but they're probably following out the door. And, um, yeah, but I mean, it's a four year deal. NRL coaches, not many NRL coaches last four years. Just ask Jeff Tooby, doesn't matter where, where yeah. he put them in the comp, he's still under the pump. So I think, I think he's the right coach, but same deal. They just they don't give anyone time. Um, and no, they, they, that, that was kind of the feeling I got from the boys when I, when I talk about Watmow and Scott, and you hear murmurs about the board and. Daniel Anderson being interested with all that kind of pressure, it's almost like he's buying to win right now, you know? Um, the, the Scott and the Watmau buyers, not so much the foreign one, but those other buyers of older players near the back end almost scream of, we need to be top eight, we need to do well right now. Look, they're not long-term buyers, that's for sure. Yeah. Now, speaking of Parramatta and letting people go, Clemmer is actually a Parramatta junior from Toon Gabby, I think. But um, look, Clemmer, I'm hearing, is just... Um For a front rower who plays, you know, limited minutes, like he's a good player, but yeah, you got to think about the output. If he's only going to punch out forty minutes for you, you're not going to give him eight hundred k. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, I love the bloke. He's a German descent, oh. like Mr. Gossip here, and you know, I've got a real soft spot for the kid. But Mate, uh, it's just, I think it's unfair on him as well to, uh, yeah, to mention it. It's just it's silly talk. Mind um, you, if if I'm him, I sign that. But there's only a couple of front rowers that deserve that money. Um, they're the names like Bromwich, Manolino, dudes that play uh, above the average, don't get subbed off, have offloads, footwork, can break a game open. But even again, like I'd probably break that bracket up again and say it's basically probably Bromwich and maybe Graham that would push that Richter of six, seven hundred or, or higher. There's not many front rows that deserve that kind of money. Imagine that would be an absolutely fantastic signing, uh, but I still look at halves and think that's the main issue. Like you know, they bought Hoffman there this year. If, if you bring Falau and it just seems like they're overstocked there. Like you know, do they play him at six? Um, you got yeah, it's the, the marquee we, value they're looking for. I think. <clears throat> yeah, hundred um, no, percent. It'd, it'd 
bit awesome. But, yeah, I, I think that I'd almost just be looking to suffer next year, to be honest, as harsh as that sounds. I said that the other day. I wouldn't settle um, on Hodkinson or spend splurge on somebody random. I'd really target next year to go out and, you know, get, get after some players. But it, if I was looking at an area this year when you keep hearing about Bird and all these guys moving on, a uh, young bloke that played against them on the weekend I like a lot is Raymond Faitalamara of the Warriors back. I think somebody like that. Um, and, you know, if they could table something to Falau as well, that'd be awesome. That'd be a really good start. But, yeah, as far as, far as the halves situation goes, I'm kind of glad to hear that they're not really in the chase for any of those players. I'd rather see them get somebody they actually want rather than just spend for the sake of it. But Falau would be huge. That would be massive. Yeah, so it'd be great for the game. It'd be great for the Gold Coast. They need bums on seats. They need something. So a marquee would be fantastic. So, look, let's hope they get the third-party deals together and can uh, give them an attractive offer to make them come to rugby league. But um, we're still we're still far away from that. So, yeah, don't email me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You've heard it. And if you're going in a row with gossip, you're going to ask about Falau. Bash your head on your keyboard, all right? <laughs> He's answered the questions. But uh, if that wraps up the gossip, champion... We'll get into the tips. Last week you got three, I got five. I jagged a couple back. Good times. Wow. Um, so looking at the scores, mate, we're all tied up, sixty-two apiece. And you gave up a few weeks ago. You said you were, I was home and hose. Yeah, I said I was going to get the whip out, but I think uh, last night I tipped the Roosters. You had the Dragons, and uh, you went the Titans. I went the Warriors. So both close games. What, what else we got here? Oh no, sorry. Yeah, no, there was that one, and there was the the Sharks Newcastle. You tipped Newcastle. Yeah. Yeah, all close games. And I think we, way. we went, the only other one that got your point back, I tipped the Tigers, you went Manly. So, um, yeah. yeah, got a couple back, but all square on 62. Obviously, we've got a full round this week, and as we always do with our tips, we also give the odds. They're brought to you by WilliamHill.com, formerly known as SportingBet.com. If you had an account with SportingBet, it still exists now with William Hill. So if you're going to have a bet on the NRL or any sport, make sure you do it with William Hill. Com. But Friday night, we kick things off. Suncorp Stadium, it is the Brisbane Broncos versus the Newcastle Knights. I don't even think we need to go into this one. Uh, Newcastle, fumble, bumble around. The Broncos may be a little bit tired from the short turnaround, but at home against Newcastle, I have to go the Broncos. Yeah, Newcastle, they played well for about 50, 60 minutes last week, but just couldn't, just couldn't put an 80-minute performance together. Disappointing considering the way they started the year, but yeah, wow, the Broncos. That, yeah. that performance on uh, on the weekend was amazing. Defensively, I don't think I've seen anything better for a very long time. Mate, um, the only thing yeah. I can think of close is the Roosters Manly semi final with that low scoreline a couple of years ago. But yeah, that was uh, yeah. that was a Herculean effort. I couldn't believe it. As a Melbourne fan, I was happily disappointed, but I just couldn't believe it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but um, got to go the Broncos. 100%. And the other Friday night game, usually a blockbuster. Manly, not exactly as flash hot this year. And South's a bit up and down, but up in the eight still. It is the Rabbitohs versus the Eagles. Uh, Reynolds, Keary, Inglis had a bit of a break. Their back line's restocked now with Walker, Johnston. Uh, they're missing Luke, but I'm still going to go South just because I think in the forward pack, I can't trust Manly yet. Yeah, Manly coming off a good win against the, the uh, Tigers, but yeah, the Tigers have been patchy at best. Um... Yeah, fair enough. I, I thought about Manly as well, champ, but I just think in the forward pack, 
I expect a bit more, and the back line's a bit replenished for Souths here, so I think they'll be able to equal them out wide. But Saturday kicks off. It's the Raiders heading over New Zealand, two teams fighting for one of those lower spots in the eight at the moment. Um, Canberra unchanges as always. They've lost a few close games. The Warriors impressive, but simple factor, when it's over in New Zealand, you generally got to lean towards the Warriors. So uh, in this circumstance, I'm going to stick with the, uh, the Warriors. Yeah, I'm going to go the Warriors as well. Jeff, the Raiders were... Unlucky against the Cowboys. I, I, picked, I think we both picked the Raiders last weekend for memory, but um, yeah, Cowboys got them by a point. Uh, yeah, I got to go the Warriors as you said at home. Yeah, if it was in Canberra. You'd say Canberra by thirty, but um, yeah, go the Warriors. And I've just completely forgot the odds from William Hill. My bad. So going back to the Friday night game, <laughs> the Brisbane Broncos are a dollar fifteen heavy favourites against the Newcastle Knights, who are five. $1.50, a huge line of minus 14.5 if you're confident there or if you think Brisbane are going to tail them up. 13 plus only gets you $1.65. So pretty short. The other Friday night game, the Rabbitohs and Manly. South's heavy favourites, $1.38. Manly big outsiders at three ten. The line there is minus 8. So if you think Manly can make this a close, dirty contest as they usually do when they play Souths, the line's pretty good value. Uh, maybe you want a 12.5 start, but yeah. South Sydney, a dollar thirty-eight favourites, and the Raiders versus the Warriors. The Warriors heavy favourites at home, a dollar forty-eight, two dollars seventy. About the Raiders, minus six is the line. Uh, I don't think the Warriors will dust them, so I think one to twelve on either of those sides. But yeah, I'd obviously be leaning towards the Warriors. But moving on to the next game, Saturday night, thirteen hundred Smile Stadium it is the Cowboys versus the Sharkies. No Jonathan Thurston. Good time to rest him after an eleven-game winning streak. But Morgan comes back. Still got their front rowers, and um, you know even the games without their origin players, they've still managed to win. So I, I, I wanted to talk myself into the Sharks, and with all teams, they usually love spoiling things. So it wouldn't surprise me if they got the result. But purely on the fact that it's at home and that Morgan's there and the front rowers and everything else, I'm going to stick with the Cowboys. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see who ends the run. I don't think it'll be Cronulla this weekend. I'm going to go the Cowboys as well, but. Um... Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna end sooner or later. Yeah, it has to, and even without Thurston, William Hill are favouring the Cowboys at a dollar forty eight. Still pretty short without him. Uh, Cronulla two dollars seventy. The line is minus six up there at home, but they're usually so good up there. And Michael Morgan having a rest, Thurston having a rest. This is a really really good situation that we've spoke about for years now that they needed to bank points. Uh, looking very dangerous. Them and the Broncos at the moment looking a level above everybody. And, um, obviously, the Roosters looked pretty good last night as well. Still missing a couple of players, but uh, I think those three are looking real dangerous. But Saturday, again, Parramatta, they go home against the Dragons. One word, Dragons. Uh, Norman's playing fullback. They've lost both their nines, Parramatta. Cody Nelson, who's down from the Titans, playing his first NRL game for Parra. He's playing nine. Watmau's out. Pizza's out. Just an absolute barrage of changes. So the Dragons will grind them out, I think, without uh, too much worry. Dragons, I think, getting Parramatta at the right time. Dragons are looking a little bit disjointed of late. Um, I think you know they, they should beat Parramatta and get a bit of confidence back. And I think if they were playing any other side, that they'd probably struggle. But um, this might set them back on the path that they were heading. So yeah, you got to go the Dragons. Yeah, and their favourites are dollar seventy four. Even though they're away, Parramatta two dollars ten at home. The line is uh, minus two and a half. I think this is my bet of the round as far as value goes. $1.74 for the Dragons is pretty good. I might chew off a bit of the extra line there, maybe minus two and a half or minus three and a half to win by a try. Just 
Um, really hard times for Parramatta to lose two hookers in the one game as well. Pritchard's yeah. first game back after a long stint out, and he's torn his pec muscle or something, I think. So um, they, they just can't take a trick, the old Parramatta Seals. But um, we move on. Sunday kicks off at Allianz Stadium. It's the Roosters versus uh, the Barron Titans. They've got a massive injury toll as well. Uh, this one's pretty easy again, even if Moa's not named. and uh, Sorry, Moa's back. Even with Ray Hargraves out and a few reshuffles, they're such a good side, the Roosters. I can't back against them. Yeah, game might be a blue tongue, I think. I'm not sure. But oh, yeah, maybe, if, it's, yeah. if it's that early up, I get about three people. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I've got to gather chooks. Um, Titans, although they put in, I just don't think they'll be. They'll, they'll lay them up for, for the Roosters. Yeah, we're losing James now, Caesar for a couple of weeks. No LG, uh, Miles was out, Bird, just an absolute barrage. And multiple others. James Roberts, obviously, for a few weeks there, was limping around. With soreness, but yeah, the Roosters should probably do a number here. Uh, massive favourites, the heaviest of the round, a dollar thirteen. The Titans six dollars outsiders, sixteen and a half is the line. Absolutely ginormous there from William Hill. But Sunday we've got the Tigers versus the Penny Panthers at Leichhardt Oval, a great place. Uh, commentate there some weekends for the New South Wales Cup. Cracker of a ground. Um, two teams in limbo and. Uh, ruthlessly, I said earlier to Brock, no offence, but I think Penrith are done, to be honest. Um, Seguiara now missing. Moylan really hurts the creativity. I uh, just don't think there's enough there now to be able to jag probably the seven wins they need to get to 12-12 and 12 to hope to squeeze into the eight. But yet to be seen, they play the Tigers who are a bit patchy, but with Farron and Woods back in, I have to back the Tigers this weekend. Yeah, Craig, the Tigers at home. I think you're right, the Panthers are done and dusted then. They don't seem to have any X, X factor. The only X factor they had was that was left with Seguiara. He's now gone. Um, now I think they've got a few players in there that really aren't first grade ready, but um, they've had to play him because of the injury toll. I don't think Wonga Blake is at first grade standard, and they're moving him into the centres, I believe, this weekend. So a real liability in defence, Wonga Blake. Um, couldn't couldn't read a picture book, that bloke. But, um, <laughs> Yeah, I'll go to the Tigers by quite a bit. Yeah, we kind of get the feeling they might be warming to the future again with Wunga moving into the centres. Obviously, Lewis Brown benched. I thought he was all right in the weekend, but Cartwright starting. He's obviously moving on, so it wouldn't surprise me if they lost their next couple, if they brought a few more up from Cup and 20s they were interested in just to get him some game time in in the back end of this year because, let's face it, if Moylan's basically been ruled out for the season the last couple of days, his ankle's even worse. There's no use pushing these players now. They're better off, um, you know, getting healthy, blooding a few more that are potential first graders and focusing on the next year. Yeah, and I think Ivan's young fella, Ivan Cleary's young fella, gets to run in NYC this weekend for the first time. So it'd be um, interesting to see if um, he can get into first grade maybe next year or the year after. It'd be um, it's a rarity that we see a first grade coach coaching that stuff. Yeah, physically, I think he's at least two years away. He's pretty slight of frame, but I've watched him play uh, Ron Massey against men. You know, there's plenty of ex-NRL players that run around at that level as well. You know, there's some guys that have played 20s in cup and whatnot, and uh, he more than acquits himself well, but definitely got some development to do. He's still a boy. Uh, played SG ball for the second season in a row this year, but a very handy footballer out there. So we've both gone the Tigers. They are favourites at Leichhardt, dollar eighty. The Panthers, they're $2 outside as a line, minus one and a half there. So I think, uh, I don't really want to think that they're going to get beat up, but 
Um, going off last week at Leichhardt, I think the Tigers might be able to do a bit of a number on Penrith. So 13 plus at 350, I don't mind. But the round wraps up with the Dogs returning to Belmore. Back to Belmore against the Melbourne Storm. Arch enemies. Uh, talk that Cooper Cronk wants to play already. I think that's absolutely insane. So I, I personally hope he doesn't play. Thought we acquitted ourselves well last week. But uh, I think the Bulldogs are building nicely now. That they've got Morris back. Graham's not far away. Pack's starting to play well, and Mbai's been a breath of fresh air, so uh, I'm going to be going the Bulldogs. Yeah, Bulldogs at Belmore, unbeatable. Um, tell you what, fantastic ground. I've been there plenty of times when I was a young fella. Really good ground to watch football, especially if you're catching the train there. If you're parking, forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a terrible place to get in and out of uh, Belmore. Um, but yeah, fantastic uh, ground. If you've never been, get out there, get out of the game. Um, Well, we've tipped an identical round here, so there's not going to be any ground game, but uh, finishing the odds off for WilliamHill.com, the Dogs' favourites, $1.52, $2.55, about the Storm, minus four and a half uh, is the line. I, I kind of look at this one again. I think the Dogs at Belmore in a one-off might be able to get Melbourne uh, pretty decently. I don't know about 13-plus just because their attack's a bit patchy, but I think they might stand us up in the forwards and get us on the edges. So maybe 1-12 at $3.10. But there's all your odds brought to you by WilliamHill.com. If you're going to have a bet on the NRL, the NFL, the AFL, bocce, chess, snail races, you name it, you'll want to do it with WilliamHill.com.au. And if you formerly had an account with the SportingBet.com, it still exists now with William Hill. But gossip, mate, thanks as always for your dirt. Time for both of us to go to the bot label before it closes at nine. Bloody ass, mate. I'll see you there. No worries, mate. Enjoy your week. See you, mate. Bye. And a big thanks, as always, goes to Mr. Gossip. If you want to catch up with him on Facebook, type in NRL Gossip into the search bar. There's links on our page to his page. And on Twitter, his handle is at NRL Gossip. And WilliamHill.com, thank you for supplying the odds for our tips. Remember, if you're out there and you've won one of our $100 free bets from our Pick the Score competitions, we run four on the weekend. We post them up on the NRL Gossip page. All you've got to do is post your score for a game. So, for example, last night, Roosters Dragons... Somebody picked 18-14. He was the closest, so he was the winner. You have the ability to enter these competitions and the potential to win a $100 free bet thanks to WilliamHill.com. Proud sponsors of the show, and they also allow us to have charity bets. Our charity for this year um, is the Guide Dogs Association of New South Wales. Had a good win this week on New South Wales, beating Queensland, so I think our total for this year now for that charity is nearing the $1,500 mark, so... Uh, great cause. Thank you very much to WilliamHill.com. If you're going to have a bet on the NRL or any sport, make sure you do it with WilliamHill.com. And uh, our last kind of attachment here, if you like having a bet and you want a bit of help, you've got the NRL profits. So if you're tired of constantly losing money to the bookies, it's time you join the profits. Over 70 units of profit in season 2014. The service includes quality betting recommendations for the rugby league, including NRL and the Super League. So you get the best of both worlds there. Um, if you don't know too much about that comp. So the Profits has a special offer. To all the fifth and last listeners out there, it's a 10% discount off the all-access Profits package. So visit nrlprofits.com forward slash fifth and last to take advantage and profit with the NRL Profits. But that's us done for another week. We did the Fast Five. We reviewed the origin, reviewed the games. Me and Gossip gave you all the hot stuff, the tips and the odds, thanks to WilliamHill.com. The last thing for you to do is enjoy your week and enjoy your rugby league.
Bring it on. Give us more. Give us more. Where are you going? Where, what, 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 what's going on here? Is that it? Is that it? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.